Hello there, and welcome to the Average Pundit Podcast, where we talk about all things Premier League. This week, we're back, and it's episode six. It is episode six. <laughs> Uh, so as always, we've got uh, we've got Mr. Joseph here with me. Hi guys. So uh, yeah, we're gonna get under the underway. We've got a quite an interesting uh, topic for for us today, as you probably you probably know from uh, certain scores of the weekend of what we're gonna be doing, and also the uh, thumbnail and the title. Yeah, there's pretty much only one team we could have to analyze yeah. this this, this, uh, this week. It's, it's it's it was gonna happen. It was so. gonna happen. But um, anyway, should we uh, should we break down the Premier League results, Reese? Uh, you know what? That's a great idea. So, uh, first one I'll jump into was the Man City's 3-0 win over Aston Villa. Yep. So, that, I mean, a pretty standard off-the-bat win for City. They were going into that as the favourites, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Villa's still in good form. Recently. Of course. I mean, you're not going to stop a, a global, a, a, you know, a powerhouse like Manchester City. They mm-hmm. Obviously, they're one of the favourites every year to win the Champions League and the Premier League. So, uh, to, to stop a side like that. Yeah, you're not going to have an easy task, especially a newly promoted side. Some really well taken goals as well. Um, all goals come in the second half of the game, so Villa did manage yeah. to hold them off. Oh uh, well, while. did you hear what uh, Pep said about it in the game? He's like, if we keep playing like we did in the first half, we will be uh, relegation fonder. So I mean, that's that's quite a comment, isn't it? Wait, is. I mean, they didn't score a goal, which is you know how they played in the first. I mean, if you don't score goals, you don't win games. No, no, that's true. In the famous words of Michael Owen, that might be a catchphrase. <laughs> I think that's the second time we've quoted Big Mike on on well, this on this podcast. He shouldn't be such an idiotic pundit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, looking. I mean, Man City dominated that game, sixty-four percent possession. Yeah. At twenty-six shots in total on target. With t- uh, so, sorry, twenty-six shots in total with ten of those being on target. Yeah. Uh, a pretty standard win for uh, for, for Man City. Yeah. I reckon. Oh, and Ilkay Gundogan's last uh, last little bicycle kick. That was that was pretty. T- was that was pretty tidy. I was watching. Well I was watching goal. the highlights and I saw it. I was like, "Ooh, that's that, that's a nice goal. The I o- like that." The only negative from that game realistically was was Gundogan's red card. I mean, oh pretty, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, sorry, not Gundogan. Fernandinho. Fernandinho. I'm not the one <laughs> messing say, up this week. I'm, I'm the one messing up this week. But yeah, again, just a, a pretty just. A, a little dimming at the end of the game, but yeah. all in all, a pretty competent win. Yeah, it was uh, onto a more a more boring result. Uh, Watford nil, Bournemouth nil. Uh, uh, yeah, well, there's nothing to really to really say here. There was a lot of yellow cards. Yeah, I mean, not not very entertaining at all. Really, I mean, I mean, Bournemouth yeah. had a lot of shots, but registered only a third of them on target. Fifteen in total, and then yeah. five of those. It's not a very good return. That's like a Man United return. That is. Uh, it's like a Man United return. <laughs> Um, yeah, Bournemouth slightly dominated on possession, but all in all, guys, there's not too much we can really say about no, that game. Pretty Watford, dull. Uh, Watford's style of play at the minute, very dull. Uh, they, you, you can't really get results from Watford at the minute. Uh, a more exciting game, though. Uh, two own goals scored in this game in, <laughs> Bro- in Brighton versus Everton. Yeah. Uh, 3-2. Um, uh, quite, quite, this could have kind of gone either way. I mean, realistically, Everton have not really been in amazing form. They've... They've had random pockets, but they just sometimes Everton kind of really do struggle to get the the, the big results over yeah. the line. Yeah, and, I mean, and they did again this week with seems. Everton. They've been spending so much money, and they've had like a lot of like within the past like five years or so, their fans have not had an easy ride. Like no. they've had a switch in, they've had a switch in owners, and they just don't know what to do with the money. They bought like Czech Tosin and uh, and and like Gilfie Sigurdsson. I mean, Sigurdsson's paying them back, but like they haven't really had that, the return that they needed for for the the ownership I, that they had. I feel like their signings have been pretty scattered. They, they don't yeah. a lot a lot of Premier League signings you can look and they they make a lot of logical sense. Yeah, but I feel like some some of Everton's signings they 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 kind of come from all over the shop really. Uh, I think Richarlison was an amazing acquisition, but oh, I, I can't I can't see him staying for long. His headed goal was a uh, well, actually it wasn't a 
it wasn't his, was it? It no. was uh, Adam Webster's, but his his shot put it on target. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I feel like he's he, he maybe maybe isn't world class, and so maybe Not he still yet. needs a, a little bit of working on. But he can be a really good player. But I don't see him hitting any form of of, of real impact at Everton. He needs he needs to move on. He does. He needs to well, maybe move abroad. Uh, maybe to move somewhere where he's comfortable, and maybe where he's more of a star of a team. Uh, maybe like a, a not a top tier Bundesliga side, maybe like a word of Bremen or yeah. maybe in a Leipzig, uh, where he can where he can move in. I'll tell you what. One thing that was interesting about this game though was that first goal from um, uh, oh, Pascal Gross. Yeah, what a goal! Absolutely, oh, amazing I, I was in free awe kick. of this free kick. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Pickford could have done a lot better. He could He's have England's number one goalkeeper. Let's just think that, and he let that go through his hands. I don't think that we're in for a great goalkeeping. I've been saying this: we need a good, good English goalkeeper. I don't think Pickford's the one. I, I reckon there's only one candidate right now. I think we've got Dean Henderson, maybe in, in the, in the, in the he's, ranks. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. He's young as well, and he's got a lot, of, a lot of growing room. He is. Uh, speaking of uh, Dean Henderson, uh, Sheffield United, West Ham, uh, one all, one all game. Yeah, nice leveler. Uh, pretty even. Again, not, uh, yeah, not particularly exciting. Both teams registering four shots on target in that game. Yeah, I mean. West Ham, another team that had, you know, five years ago, the manager was, uh, the chairman was like, oh yeah, Ch- uh, West Ham in the Champions League with their new stadium and stuff, and uh, yeah, they've been spending their money on Robert Snodgrass. Yeah, I mean, who they, I mean got the goal. They've got, in West Ham, are another strange club, but they've got all of the foundation. They've got a, a huge fan base. They've got a, a great big stadium in London. Yeah, they've got, they have got money. Because we've seen them spend money. They've got a lot. We've of seen it. them spend money, especially uh, um, Hallow in the Hallow, summer. Yeah. So they've got money as well, but they're just again maybe misplacing it a bit. Who knows? Um, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Burnley, four two. Uh, you know what, P- Christian Pulisic, I wrote him off being like not the not the out and out goal scorer that yeah. we thought he might be coming into his first season. But then he goes and proves me wrong on his first start for the team, and he goes and scores a hat trick. I mean, a, a very convincing hat trick as well. I mean, this was this Brilliant. was it was strange to see a Chelsea game where there's no goals on the sheet for. Mount or Abraham. That's true. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, I mean, you've got you've got the assists for both of them. Yeah. Uh, for 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 two of the goals, um, but then you know it is it is strange that Abraham has 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 taken a step back. But then, I mean, if you've got Pulisic scoring to twice in the first half, then you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have a a little bit of a step back and trying trying let him get his hat trick. I mean overall a, a good watch I reckon. I mean, a really good watch. Yeah, what well, it, it was it was uh, the, the the highlights of that game was it was back, quite back end to end stuff. Yeah. Um obviously Chelsea were just ramming it down the down the throats of uh, of the Burnley defence. What a lovely image. Uh, <laughs> we we, n- we now we now drift on to a uh, Newcastle Wolverhampton uh, one all draw. Indeed. One all draw with a red card um again a, a weird result, Wolverhampton again. Just one that just yeah. looking at the team and the players and everything, you, you just go in there thinking they're gonna they're gonna do it, but they just haven't. Yep, uh, it took their right wing back uh, to score. Mm. None of their strikers. Um, it was it was Johnny to to equalise after Jamal Lascelles put Newcastle one in front. Uh, I mean, Newcastle are a strange team as well. Like they can do really well, you know, when you don't expect it. Like they beat Man United, they've drawn one all with um, some team that you expect to get Europa League every year with the players that they have on offer. Um, well, they mean they've had points off United and Tottenham, haven't they? Exactly, which is bizarre to say so, the least. You know, but but obviously Wolves having more in the possession just shows that having possession doesn't really mean a fat lot. 
So we're still seeing that midfield partnership of the Longstaff brothers. Um, yeah. In the team with Gemma. Well, Sean Longstaff getting sent off. Yeah, what was it? The 82nd minute, I think, yeah. or but um, yeah, I mean, all, all in all, again, a, pr- a pretty dull game. I mean, Wolverhampton. I mean, I predicted them running. I, I said it was going to be them or Leicester, which finishes in the top four. And it looks, it look, it's looking like it's, uh, it's looking quite comfy, like Leicester. Especially, I mean, uh, on what we're going to talk about in a, in a couple of moments. Um, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, two all. I'm happy with this result because I'm not going to lie. I'm not I'm not your biggest Arsenal fan. Um, but, I mean, what an, what an in, the game itself so was very interesting. Socrates could have had a double without the VAR decision that ruled his goal out for... A, it was a foul, wasn't it? It was a foul. But, I mean, sev- the goals in the seventh and the ninth minutes from Arsenal, this looked like it was going to be a massacre. Yeah, both centre-backs were, mm. got on the goal sheet. I was like, oh, hello. This might be a, a ravishing game. Yeah. But, uh, not to be. Crystal Palace, uh, Milijovic with the penalty, and then uh, Jordan Ayew... Uh, about seven minutes into the second half, put you know, st- st- stuck the equaliser in. Of course, but the, the headlines of this game wasn't ex- exactly the result. It was the Arsenal captain, Granit Xhaka. Yeah, Xhaka getting substituted. He. And, uh, uh, what, yeah. What's your opinion on that? I mean, the reception he got was very cold, to say the least, wasn't it? it was, I mean, it was... the reception probably didn't help it, but obviously he's your captain. You're supposed to have a level of professional uh, display mm. when you're when you are the face, well, captain of a big club, and you look at all the other captains that are in the Premier League, you don't see them dropping off, throwing their shirts around, I feel, uh, yelling obscenities. I felt it was a very difficult decision because he he's someone who kind of has a bit of a reputation for not having the most level head. Yeah. So I feel like it was always going to be... It, it could have gone either of two ways. He could have somehow have held his tongue, even though he could have been angry, and he could have just gone off the pitch, yeah. or he was going to boil over. And we 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 did see a, a, a boil over there. We did, yeah. Um, they're currently holding talks, I believe, with uh, regarding Granite Xhaka's future. So we'll obviously see where that goes. Um, I mean, Arsenal fan, uh, Arsenal fans have not been the the greatest. Uh, I uh, like yeah, on, on I mean, Xhaka at the minute. So I'm not. I'm not the biggest Xhaka fan as a player. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm a massive lover of him. I, th- I feel like his best. Football was played at Munich and Gladbach yeah. before he moved over to Arsenal. Um, it was a well thought out signing. I thought I feel like it, it made was, it made sense. It was something that Arsenal needed. The fact that he is he is the Arsenal captain raised a few eyebrows because yeah. there's no one else who they could have given it to. I mean, they, they had to have been someone. Uh, there's no one that I could maybe maybe the maybe the goalkeeper Leno. Mm. Um, you've got no no other real leaders in that in that Arsenal after after Aaron Ramsey left. You've got no real leaders in the, that Arsenal team. The prime candidate, if Arsenal actually rated him, would have been Ozil, but they well, just yeah. don't seem to. It, yeah, Unai Emery and Ozil don't seem to be looking either way at this point. Again, when when it comes to us talking about Arsenal a bit more in depth, that's a very interesting topic to lead on to. Indeed, uh, yeah, whether yeah Unai Emery it might be. He might not be the right, right, right man for the job, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, going on to the the, the big game of the weekend, um, Liverpool Tottenham. Oh, this this game gave me a heart attack. I, a weird I, game, I, I, I watched the game live. I tried to get the my my little Sky Sports stream up, and um, the, the 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 graphics were a little blurry. I was like, that doesn't say nil nil, does it? It says one nil. I I switched my game on two minutes in. I missed the first goal. I was fuming. Yeah, no, I bet. I mean, the 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 Sky Sports app can be a little bit uh, temperamental sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, a goal in the first minute with Harry Kane, and I mean that just just again proving the kind of player he is. I I I do love Harry Kane as a striker. He's he is just complete. He is a complete player. But I mean, I was watching that first half. I 
Gazaniga had an absolutely oh, blinder yeah. of a first Gazaniga. half, didn't he? What a what like he made three or four world class saves in that first half. You had twenty one shots in that game. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, over half of them on target. To be fair, as well. I mean, it was it wasn't the best Liverpool performance we've seen. Well, no, I mean, but it also, was, but also it was, Tottenham weren't good at all. Tottenham, Tottenham were horrible after the first half. They they shut down completely, which opened us up to obviously Henderson's equaliser, which was a fairly good strike. Yeah, good taking uh, goal. He he, he took he took it well, and then obviously uh, penalty in the seventy fifth minute t- uh, tucked away by uh, Mohamed Salah. I mean. I feel I feel Liverpool are going to continue on on this run of form. I don't I still don't see anyone stopping them. Tottenham could have had a go, but um, obviously it just wasn't good enough. I mean, the fact that we're the only team so far to take points off Liverpool is quite interesting. It's quite yeah. interesting. But I mean, I I still don't really think Liverpool are, are having completely dominant performances. Uh, they I think they are there to be knocked off the perch, and it could uh, it could happen. Soon. It could it could happen. I mean, we're going to Villa Park this 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 week, aren't we? Mm. Uh, so. That's always a tough place to go, and we'll see if 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 the run of form for for Liverpool continues. Uh, Man United Norwich, a three-one win for Man United, a much much needed three-one win. Absolutely, um, a a pretty con- convincing performance, I would say. I mean, we had the possession, had an awful lot of shots. I mean, eleven on target, twenty-one in total. Eleven on target is the most that you've put onto on target in a game in some while, it's, it's, which it's is a alarming. very very good sign. Man United might be on the up. They might have a chance of finishing in a Europa League position. Uh, that's just if they keep up the form. Like you, uh, Anthony Martial is back and he's scoring goals. Yeah, the first one back was a was a penalty, but now he's scored one in a in a in open field play. This this Premier League is uh, season has already proven that results can go several ways. Mm. So I feel like it'll be it, it'll be interesting seeing the future results, but. Right now, like you said, Anthony Martial coming back and finding confidence. It's not. I, I don't like to use the term of finding the goals. I say finding the confidence. Yes. Because um, that's that's what's going to keep it up. I mean, you can get a, a, the odd goal a game. I mean, you can get the odd goal every now and again, but consistency is all met through confidence, and that is exactly what Rashford and Martial need. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The, two penalties were saved in that game by Tim Kroll. Two, two penalties is showing why he is uh, a rather good goalkeeper, in my opinion. But then again, the, the, Ralph Farman. What what is going on with Ralph Farman? I have is he no there? idea. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's on loan there. He's I thought yeah he, he is on loan there, but he's just not getting played. Um, I mean, obviously Tim Krul saving two penalties is enough to show that the uh, the Norwich mean, manager that he, he he was on. I mean, I'm guessing he's injured for now. I'm guessing he's injured because he wasn't on the bench. Was he not? No, that's so strange. So I'm I'm guessing he's injured. I mean, that that's something again. Again, maybe maybe I just missed the ticket of that. But I mean, Tim Kroll again, convincing performance. Still three goals were put past him, but those two penalty saves were were good. Count Rashford's first one was awful. Yeah, it was an awful penalty. But you know, um, at the end of the day, I'm just happy we got that result. Great to see Scott McTominay get on the score sheet as well. I really like McTominay as a player. He's a, he's a good young Scottish player, isn't he? He's got he's got a lot of promise. I don't like to admit that as a as a Liverpool fan, but obviously you you've got to give props. And all three of the goal scorers are des- I mean they deserve it after after the weeks of uh, what they've displayed. They've obviously worked hard after the international break. They've come back. They've got confidence. And um, I mean, hoping for you that uh, Man United are uh, on the ups. I'm hoping so, mate. But I tell you what, though, although it was a good result for us, it was not the result of the weekend, was it? From previous history makers to the current ones, the uh, biggest away win of all time in the Premier League. 
amazing 9-0 Leicester City Southampton. Are we allowed to talk about bullying on the podcast? You know? I, I don't like, know. This was this is horrible. It was after a while, I mean when when results like this come in after a while it does get quite painful to watch. It was like cuz it's kind of like you should you you should just stop now. I mean you should you should throw in the towel. <laughs> I mean, like isn't 6 enough? I mean, I know we've had some big results. I mean, it was only City the, the other the other week who, who completely decimated Walford, didn't yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely. But um, I I haven't felt this level of upset in a game I think since the seven one. Uh, sorry, was it seven one Germany? Um, Germany Brazil. Oh yes, it was seven one, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. um, it was it was Oscar who got that consolation goal. But I I have not seen like. The level of of disappointment. Yeah. It was it was just surprise. Like I was I, I I watched it. I was like this 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 is insane. Yeah. Um. I can't believe that this is happening. And that that is the exact reaction that was invoked at that Brazil Germany game in the World Cup. I mean, uh, Southampton um is going to be our topic for this week. We are going to talk a little bit about the Saints, but literally just just giving a little bit of credit to Leicester. We've already had a, had a, a quite an in depth discussion about Leicester, where we mentioned um all of the goal scorers were all mentioned in that in in that um podcast for yep. their quality. Yep. Um, you've got players. I mean, I mean, J- Jamie Vardy still showing his his value in the Premier yeah, League. A hat trick from Vardy. A hat trick from Perez, and then goals individually from Chilwell, Tielemans, and Madison. All three players that we have said numerous times we we one hundred percent think of what brilliant players. This Leicester team's going to finish in the top four. Is they are? Yeah, they are. Uh, I think that they've got a very good chance of finishing third. Um, they can finish in front of Spurs. They can finish in front of Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal. They can finish in front of all of those. And I wouldn't be surprised if it finished Liverpool, Man City, top two. I wouldn't even be surprised if Leicester came up and finished second. They can. I reckon Brendan Rodgers sees this now. He can finish in the top four or he can push for the Premier League. If he keeps his players focused, they can be in with a shot of keeping up with us and the Man City. I tell you what, it would be phenomenal to see Leicester lift some piece of, of silverware this year. It would be amazing, whether that's a domestic cup as well. I mean, yeah, just FA Cups or something like that. But I reckon Arsenal, Chelsea are focusing on the Cups rather than Mm. The uh, rather than the Premier League because they don't really stand a chance. It all kind of went downhill for Southampton. I mean, the, the goal went in after one 0 and then that Bertrand red card I think completely yeah. just it tipped the off. balance. And, and I mean, when, once something catastrophic like that happens, it's all downhill from there. I mean, my my Yoshida particularly got tore apart in that game. I mean, when you've got, we'll probably I'm going to talk in, in depth about Yoshida, but. Yoshida's been the, the the head of the defence for the last eight years. He's now 30 years of age. It's time to move on. Yeah, they've got Vestergaard in there. But I think it's time to move on from Yoshida. He's not good anymore. So if there was ever a game where they could have used Van Dyke back at that club, <laughs> my God. Oh, I wonder who took them. Um, I, want, I, I, I want to know where that Van Dyke money's gone. I know, yeah. It's, not, I, like, I mean, it's gone on Danny Ings and uh, a bunch of... Sales, and Tony Ings and Che Adams, mate, yeah. and, and that Musa Junipero, who's again just a, a, a bizarre, bizarre yeah. result. But I mean, again, the magic of the Premier League. Absolutely. I mean, the fact we get to I see mean, this. Um, Oyuza Perez, uh, the first since Luis Suarez to score back-to-back hat tricks against the team. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, he scored one for Newcastle last season, and then he's uh, first came back against uh, Southampton. He's got a hat trick again. So I've I've been I've been critical of Perez. I mean, well, not necessarily critical, but I've been. Maybe a bit confused by the Leicester by his signing from Leicester. I mean, I've um spoke about it a bit on the podcast. Um, uh, a couple of articles that I've had written. I, I I've spoke a little bit yes. more in depth about Perez, and again, may it possibly proving me wrong. Absolutely. I mean, he's a 
I think with Perez, he, he can guarantee you at least 10 goals per, per season. He's that type of player, and he's not even he's he's he's, he's like a central forward. He's not an out and out striker. Yeah, he's got a bit of finesse to him, um, which gives him a bit of vers- uh, versatility when running the offense for for a team like Leicester as well. When you've got Jamie Vardy running in behind, you can have someone that fills the role and and gets gets assists and uh, also goals. I mean, in that game, just to, just to put it into context, well, I mean, Leicester obviously dominated the game. Leicester had 73% possession in that yeah, game. Yeah, they completely dominated the ball. 709 passes completed in that game. 25 shots in total and 15 of those being on target. They they just had a field day, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, they were scoring for fun. Um, uh, you could see Perez every time he scored. He was he had a smile on his face. Jamie mm. Vardy loves scoring, of, of course. And when you when your left back's getting on the goal sheet, you know that something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, uh, Chilwell's was the first goal. Was the first goal of the of the of the night. It's definitely um, something I think Southampton uh, they they have no choice but to address. But that is the topic for this week's podcast, isn't it, guys? So we are going to be talking a little bit more in depth. Um, but Reese, you've got the uh, you've got the hype train. Oh, hello. We uh, we've just pulled into the station. Obviously, last week after uh, their uh, the the new carriage of star player that. Um, that we added, uh, it was Mason Mount to. So uh, this week, uh, we might have another star player, I reckon. So uh, I reckon we might start with that player. Wilfred Zaha, I gave him as, as an example last week. Obviously, listeners caught on and they're like, you know what, let's, let's put Wil- Wilfred Zaha on there. I'll, I'll be the first to say that I, I, I'm a fan of Zaha's, like, like, like the way he plays. I do, I do like Zaha. Um Crystal a Crystal Palace veteran obviously he had that spell at United as well when we bought we we bought him off Crystal Palace, and yeah. I was very excited at that signing. I mean, a young winger coming to the club, a lot of promise. Again, just it just didn't happen. No, it just didn't happen. I think at that point in the Dutch, I don't think he was ready. I don't think he was. Um, some sometimes you aren't. Sometimes you aren't ready. Um, the, the the choice to sign him back to Crystal Palace was one which I think left left me with a bit of a heavy heart because I was thinking this is. This is a player which is going to come good, and and he has done. He has, yeah. He's obviously the best player at that team. He's uh, he's continuously playing at that level, uh, every single game. Whether it, he doesn't even have to be on the goal sheet, he can be the creative player. And the way that he dribbles past defenders, he's so fast. Uh, he's a very dangerous player. I mean, right now, I mean, I think we're. I don't think I don't think it's pretty common knowledge that he doesn't want to be at that club. Yeah, I mean, he, he tried to he tried to force his way to to Spurs, Everton, anywhere that will listen. He tries. To, he just wants to get out of the club. But then you see the ultimate professional in him because he comes out and he plays well for, yeah. for Crystal Palace. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, if he can keep getting the goal results, then possibly he'll have more of a of a shout for other yeah. clubs to look at him. I mean, I think the biggest link was, was him to Arsenal. Yeah, that was the biggest. It was thing. either it was either him or uh, Nicholas Pepe. It was it was going to be the choice of the two. And uh, again, though, I mean, I thought I thought that was such a, a weird choice because Zaha converted himself. He's now, we now see him a lot of the time playing in this, as a central forward. Yes. Um, whereas Pepe's more 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 accustomed to playing on 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 the on the wing. So I feel like Arsenal's interest in him was very bizarre. I feel yeah. like it was just a great Premier League player they were they were looking at, especially but. with the with the the, the amount of strikers that they have, the world class strikers. They got Aubameyang and Lacazette. I mean, even Aubameyang gets pushed out onto the side. Yeah. So. So I mean, I I feel like it, it wouldn't have been the right fit at Arsenal, which is why I feel like that that move didn't ultimately 
yeah, get get pushed through. I feel like he would have. I feel like Zaha would have quite liked to have gone to Arsenal, but I don't think it would have been the right move for him. So I reckon we put him. We 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 give Mason Mount a little carriage partner, and we uh, we put Zaha in uh, in the star player category. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on there, mate. I feel like he's definitely the the, the figurehead at the moment. So I feel like he's uh yeah, you can, you can go carriage. Um, and I mean someone that could arguably go in this category or the the one up from him, the world class one, uh, Hyung Min Son. Hyungman straight away world class. He, he is absolutely yeah. I'm I'm go, I'm gonna I'm gonna say world class because again, pains me that he's at Tottenham. He's yes. such a good player. I mean, obviously, uh, they signed him from Leverkusen, and since they've signed him, he's just been a, a, a very very good player. Obviously, Tottenham's form recently has, has been a bit questionable, but I think Son is just still Son and Kane are just they're the gems of that team. Absolutely, and I th- I. Don't know the, the the fee it would take to get Son out of that club. Uh, it, it'd have to be about hundred million. Do you reckon? I, I reckon poss- possibly just under. I reckon anywhere 80. between eighty, eighty to hundred. I'd say is what it would, it would take. Absolutely. But then again, Levy would would sooner, I mean, sell all of his limbs than than, than <laughs> sell anyone that he likes at the club. Pretty much, yeah. So I think Tottenham have got themselves a player who is going to stay for a very long time. Yeah, um, they've got they've got they've got the star player there. Well, not just star player; he's a world class player. I tell you what, as well, team. signing him as well in terms of a marketing sense is genius. The South Korean fan base absolutely adore him. Yep, he's um, one of a few stars that have become you know absolutely amazing in Korea. I, I made it. Um, I made it out to um, uh, Tottenham Dortmund at Wembley yeah. um, earlier in the year um, when Tottenham won three one. We had a really good game to go and see. And I was just amazed by the amount of, of, of South Korean fans that were there, mm. all wearing the sun shirts, all singing his praises. It was amazing to see. I mean, and the Spurs shop, again, sun shirts everywhere. I mean, he is such a marketable player. Yeah. He's a bit like, I'll, I'll say, like how, how Salah can, can make such a big impact in the Middle East. Um, you've got like Ronaldo and, and Messi heralded all over uh, Latin America. Yeah. Um, and then Didier Drogba to the Ivory Coast. Didier Drogba, uh, Didier Drogba, without a doubt, to the Ivory Coast and Africa in general. I mean, yeah. he is just like like, like a giant in, in, he is in, a, in that continent. Such a figurehead legend. Uh, so it's amazing seeing how marketable these players can be, and without a doubt, Son is that as well. But it, on on the pitch, a hundred percent world class, mate. Hundred percent world class. There we go. There is the hype train, and then we are we're currently on episode six. We are on the way to episode seven now, and we'll see you there. We'll uh, we'll have a couple more players to pick up on the way and put them into specific categories so yeah we shall uh move on to today's heated topic uh well not for us but for southampton fans for southampton fans um I mean, this is going to be a a, a pretty damning report of, of southampton as a club i think um southampton have been in the premier league for a lot for a long time now they've been in the premier league for for for, for, for many years and yeah. i just do not see a premier league team anymore I don't even I I barely see see championship sometimes. It's it's hard to see that when you know. I mean they came up in in twenty twelve, uh, and you saw the glimmer of hope. They stayed up. Um, but I mean, but I mean those those first few seasons. I mean they they seemed to be a, yeah they had a they had a light about them. They had the players as well. Um, but then obviously now I mean last season they uh, they had nine wins. All season, mm. that's the same as what they came into the um, into the Premier League with. They are a team who have been pillaged as well of their talent. 
very, very famously over the years. I mean, going all, this is going all the way back to when, when Tottenham still had Gareth Bale. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, Tottenham signed Bale from Southampton, and the, the player he turned out to be, I mean, he was at Southampton's a fullback, I, I think. Yeah, they played him as a fullback. Tottenham signed him as a fullback and converted him into one of the deadliest uh, wingers that the Premier League has ever seen, and now that La Liga has ever seen. I mean, it's just it's just their, their results. I mean, there's been a couple of small wins, I guess. I mean, th- taking points off of, off of Wolverhampton and Manchester United specifically, um, a, a kind of of good good results normally. But these games against clubs that they should really be put into bed, sometimes it, it can be pretty frustrating to see. I mean, they they beat Sheffield one nil. But that, I'd say, is probably one of the only small benefits that they've been having yeah. as of late. I mean, Danny Ings, at the minute, is the one scoring the goals. He is. Um, and like, they, they signed Che Adams. He's done nothing. He's played 549 minutes of of, of, of of game time. Yeah. That's eight games in... Well, seven games in the Premier League, one in the Football Championship, like the, the, the FA Cup. And he's got one assist in all of those games. One assist... That is a horrible return for a striker. A, a striker which was a, a, a big acquisition for 15 them. million from Birmingham City. A, a, a guy, a, a player that was scoring 20 goals per season for Birmingham City, he's scoring none. Now are we, are we seeing the championship, was that his level? Maybe because he might be a Dwight Gale. We, we, used to, we used to talk a lot last season um, about, you know, his form keeps on continuing. We, we were saying numerous times we think that a Premier League club may come knocking. Yeah, exactly. Like, we thought that uh, maybe not a level, like maybe not a team like Southampton, maybe a team upper in the upper upper side of the Premier League, maybe like a I think, I think we Everton. Were, yeah, we were throwing Everton around quite a Everton, lot. Everton, like maybe, may, uh, maybe not Spurs, but um, yeah, Everton's, your Wolves. Uh, he could be a nice fit for a good team that's going to give him game time. But obviously, we see what Wolves are doing now with Catrone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Che Adams is uh, he, for the game against Leicester. He he was a substitute. He didn't come on, uh, and the game before that as well. Um, he he didn't come on uh, at all. See, I heard a rumor um, as well coming out of Southampton that after that shocking result that they they they, they suffered to Man City, that the players were going to. Uh, donate that week's wages to, to, to charity. Well, they should have done. I mean, there th- there were a lot of calls in in comment sections online and stuff. I mean, I feel like I felt sorry for the social media team. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, at least no no one did a Jolene Lescott and tweeted a picture of their car afterwards. Yeah. So um, that that was good. Uh, I mean, keeping keeping your own level headed, uh, just not saying anything on social media, not go not blowing up or anything, just. Yeah, I think the best thing to do was was what you know the the donating of the charity. Players in in the Premier League have been very critical for their behaviour after losses. Um, I think uh, a lot of the players at Man United are a prime example. We obviously Lingard, Rashford, a couple yeah. of the other boys, uh, you know Pogba as well. Sometimes jumping on social media maybe a bit too quick after a, after a, a, a loss. Yeah, um, and that's something which I feel like to be taken seriously, you should try to avoid. So um, fair play to the to the Southampton players. They've all been any anyone that's come out and said something, they've been extremely humble about the defeat. Um, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, a former Bayern Munich player at Southampton, he came out and he was issuing a very stern statement saying that they will not see a repeat of what happened. Yeah. Um, again at Manchester City. Um, I mean, hopefully not for Southampton because I mean, at the end of the day, although it's an interesting result, 
you, you part of you does hate to see it yeah because it's it's decimation you want the premier league to be i don't know what's going to happen every single week you want it to be tough you want it to be competitive and that wasn't competitive was it absolutely not that, that it was, was a sunday furthest, league game furthest thing from that it. was a, that was like a sunday league game playing a premier league t- uh, club I, I i i honestly i'd agree with you mate that is it was a horrendous finish we talk about game if, if, if we we we, we dial it back a fair bit and we, we talk about some of the players which have come from southampton um whether that's come from their academy or they've or they played at the club before they were sold um you've got players that are still um knocking around the premier league now um players like theo walcott um, like like players like Alex, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, Nathan oh, yeah. Dyer. Oxley Chamberlain left there for twelve million to Arsenal. Yeah. Um, Luke Shaw leaving for uh, just under thirty minutes, twenty seven million to Manchester United. Yeah. Callum Chambers going to going to going to um, uh, Arsenal as well. In he, that in that one season, you had your star players, Luke Shaw, Adam Lallana, Dejan Lovren, Callum Chambers, and Ricky Lambert all leaving for top four clubs, and I think that's where. The the slow decline for Southampton started. Um, you, you, the last thing you want is to get the reputation of a selling club. Yeah, you don't want to be a feeder club. You want you want to have the reputation of you know what? We're, we're, I know we've got these talented players. We don't need to sell them if we don't want to. I mean, if you want to come mm. in at the right price, we'll talk. Yeah, which it's is like, that's what they did for Morgan Schneiderlin. I mean, yeah. he went to Man United. And he wasn't the best. They got thirty million for that, and uh, and bought Virgil Van Dijk. Mm. So that was that was fantastic bit of bit uh, a bit of business. Um, and made a roaring profit on Van Dijk. Like Van Dijk was getting to the stage where he was always going to leave. He's going to go to a big club. They bought Virgil Van Dijk for fourteen million. Uh, what a signing! And then they sold him for seventy-five. I mean, what I, an absolute brilliant signing that was for them. You have got to think. I mean, like that, with, with that kind of stat being floating around in the air now, I mean, mm. we already we all knew what he was doing at Celtic in the first place. Why wasn't other Premier League clubs alert at that time? No idea. Just, like you always see clips of him yeah. rifling free kicks. Into 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 the nets. Just just great, a great acquisition from them. Yeah. But I mean, let's let's be forget. I mean, they made a good 70, 75 million profit by selling. Uh, so, so not profit, sorry, but um, seventy seventy five million uh, fee selling them to Liverpool. Yeah. That, and that money. I mean, where where did that money go, man? That transfer window, they sold Virgil Van Dijk and Jay Rodriguez for t- uh, a combined total of eighty eight point five two million pounds. This that went on fifty five million pounds worth. Guido Carrillo, uh, Mario Lamina, Wesley Hoot, and Jan Bednarek. All of these players that no one like uh, Mario Lamina came from Juventus. That was a fifteen million pound signing. I, uh, I, I felt like he was a good sign. I felt mm. like he was a good player. But where? Like, the the rest of the of the money it's gone nowhere it it really has gone no- I mean I mean Mario Lamina isn't even at Southampton right now no he's currently on loan at Galatasaray which is again a, a utterly bizarre I mean he was linked with Manchester United in the summer exactly um and they I mean last season they let um Dusan Tadic go and who and was honestly one of their best like best players right now we we, we were talking briefly before the podcast started we, we I mean Dusan Tadic last season in the Champions League. Obviously, was arguably top five players in in Champions League last season. Yeah. He was outstanding. The game against Real Madrid, um, it was pretty much un, undeniably one of the best performances I've seen on a football 100%. pitch in the Champions League. And he was let go to Ajax from Southampton for ten million pounds, just over that. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, like you've got you've got all these players that were brought in, like Vestergaard, Ellie Nuzzi. Uh, they bought Angus Gunn from Man City. Um, like I, 
I don't understand why, where their thoughts are for these. Maybe they're trying to trying to rebuild. But when you're trying to rebuild with some young players being brought in, you can't keep letting your best players go. No, if you you're can't. trying to rebuild, bring in your bring in your young players with your star players, with your Van Dykes, with your Sadio Mane's. I get that you're not the biggest club, and they might their morale might drop if they don't want to stay. But you've then you've then got to make a statement, be like, okay, we're not the biggest club yet. Stay with us. We'll get the talent around you every year, and we will form this monster team. I feel like with with, with Dusan Tadic as well. Just just again, when when they sold him, and maybe he wasn't the most high profile player in the world, but he was certainly one of the better players at Southampton. A few alarm bells may have should have been rung when it was Ajax with the team who bought him, because Ajax again. A team predominantly young, but you know they are. They're not silly. They've got good players at that club. Yeah. And signing him, I mean, that like I mentioned that performance against Real Madrid. He's the ninth ever player to get a solid ten out of ten rating from uh, the French outlet Lequipe. Yes. And Lequipe of extremely in in with the foot with the footballing world, and and they a lot of their um their kind of performances they hold their, their ratings they hold a lot of weight in the football community so to be one of nine to get a solid 10 out of 10 rating from them again it just shows the kind of of, of player he was in that in that game and how important he was it shows his class and how yeah exactly like you said how important he was among players like uh matty matty delit um and uh, uh de jong so my god they 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 could have really used him in that in that game. Absolutely, they could have used him this season. That uh, Dusan Tadic was the last good Southampton player in that team uh, after after not obviously the transfer window just gone, but before. I mean, if you're talking the transfer window just gone, they signed uh, they they sold Matty Target to Aston Villa, who's obviously getting on the goal sheet there. Yeah, uh, they also signed Charlie Austin, who's maybe a five six goal per season player he's obviously getting up in age I mean if we, if we look at the the team they they, they put out against Leicester they, they, they played th- they had three at the back in that had five in the midfield two up front um, Danny Ings and Nathan Redman were leading the line obviously Danny Ings has been in, in goal scoring form recently um, we briefly referred to Maya Yoshida in how bad of a game he had and he had an awful awful game there are no standout defenders Right now, that are at that club, I don't think. No, they brought in Vestergaard um, last season for twenty-two million pounds, and yeah, like I said earlier, Yoshida, he's very old now. He uh, back in the day, yeah, he was a very good player. He was very promising, young Japanese player. There was a lot of hype around him at Southampton. Uh, there's, there's just not a lot of life in him anymore. He's not as quick as he used to be. He he's a bit stronger, but that comes with you know he, he's he's built his he's he hasn't transformed as a player. The the team is just crying out for reinforcements. It's crying out for new players. It is. Uh, they 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 desperately need maybe an influx of a creative spark. Uh, I mean like that like that Tadic, um, you know. Sale, like sale that they made, they 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 didn't have to do that, but they did because they obviously needed somewhere. Like they could have sold him for so much more. They could have asked for thirty million for him. They could have. Um, uh, but to, to 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 have that as a steal, that is a steal. Right now, Southampton sit at eighteenth in the Premier League, which is um in the relegation zone. Yeah. Down at that bottom end of the table, I feel like it's going to be very scrappy this season. I feel like it's going to be um a battle to stay up. 
currently the teams which are there at the moment with Watford, Norwich and Southampton, I feel like the promise of any of those three getting out is going to be Norwich. I, I feel like just so, yeah. few some of the recent results, also some of, some of the outlets they've, they've, they've displayed on the pitch. Southampton and Watford, they have been pretty poor. They have been pretty poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't see Southampton ever climbing up from the re- relegation zone. I think they are relegation fodder. They are they are not they are not up to the standard they were. I mean, obviously they came into the Premier League to two thousand twelve. They weren't even the relegation battle then. The first season they came up, they finished fourteenth. Um, and now they are just they, they they can't score. They can't defend. Um, it's it's been inevitable for some time. They've been they've been swimming around the between sixteen to seventeen. Uh, places in the in the table for for ages. Pos- possibly this is what they need. This think, is this is what they need as a club. I think the club need a refresh. They need to go back down. They need to pull some young players. They need to start real rebuilding as a club. And it, it is it's exactly what I just said. It's rebuild time. I don't think it, and also it can be done overnight. I don't think and no an instant promotion back to the Premier League. I don't think that's even on the cards. I feel like they they really need to assess what's going on. Yeah, they need to maybe pull some more madness in the in the in the academy that they have the magic the magic academy which we can now go on to you know the play those sort of players that were actually in the in the southampton academy you've got players like theo walcott who went on to be one of the one of the greatest acquisitions from art for arsenal uh in terms of young players um alex oxley chamberlain who was who also went to arsenal for about 10 million who we just uh uh mentioned um I mean, the, the the jewel in the crown there is is obviously Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. I mean, the, the, the Southampton Academy. We 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 could we could sit and list and list all the players that have come from there. I mean, it, it's just a testament to to the fact that they can produce talent, and that I'm sure there there are talent. There's still talent in that team. I still think Ward Prowse on his day can 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 do it and do, can do stuff on his day. He's he was tipped for a long time to be a really good young player. Maybe he should have found the exit door when he could have done. Yeah, um, but. Obviously, he didn't. No. Um, talking a bit about their manager, um, they, they, they don't even have necessarily the, the worst manager at the helm. They've got Ralph Hassenhuttle, uh, Southampton manager currently, um, and he was formerly the manager of RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga. He was. And Leipzig, again, a, a, a very good team, a team which were a new build kind of investment team. Exactly. Had uh, a lot of money piled into them. Under under Hassenhuttle, they had you know players like Naby Keita. They had uh, Timo Werner. Yeah. I mean, the 83 games that uh, Hassan Hull had under Leipzig, he won 40 of them. Um, and, uh, I mean, he only lost 24. Um, so that's a good record. But currently in the Southampton, he's played 37 games. He's he's only won 12 of them. He's drawn 10 and lost 15. Yeah. Uh, the goal, he, he's only he's only had 50 goals and um, he's not been able to... He's, he's conceded 65, uh, which is... If you go through all of his clubs from October two thousand seven uh, with SPV, um, that's his first uh, minus goal difference as a manager. I feel again, I mean, because he, he he didn't get fired from Leipzig. He, no, he, he took a sabbatical and then he 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 came to Southampton for the Southampton job. He did. Um, he must have been a hell, a hell of a paycheck. Exactly. You, you know, to to go from Leipzig to a rainy Southampton. Um, 
I feel like two clubs are definitely the other ends of the spectrum, but I still think we've got Leipzig weren't looking too likely at winning anything in, in Germany, obviously, with the no. dominance they've got over there. I mean, they could with the right investment uh, in the right places, um, but again, they are a team that are likely to produce talent and sell them. But I mean, uh, I mean, without a doubt, Southampton, again, just not the team to, to, to be winning no, stuff. No, I, I don't think that Hassan Huell, uh is, is, is at fault um, completely. I think it's the investment that the club have made. Um, they don't actually have the right calibre of players that he needs to keep them up. Uh, I reckon if it's up to him, I would be out of there by January. It's hard to argue, isn't it? It's 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 something that that maybe needs to happen. I feel I feel like if if he 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 may step down, he may step down. But I feel like. I don't think Southampton are even in a position to get rid of him because I think that their 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 mentality should be well, who else am I going to get? Because right now, I mean, the man- managers are pretty much tied down. But it will be interesting to say the least what's going to happen with Southampton in recent weeks. I feel yeah. because I mean they've got a lot of <laughs> tough results, tough games ahead of them. Yes, I mean if you if you look at the fixtures um, coming up, they've got Man, man City. Uh, the second of November, then they got Everton, Arsenal. They might be able to get get something from the Watford game, and then obviously they got Norwich, um, which is uh, yeah an interesting run of five games there. I don't think that that I mean they they might be able to pull one point maybe. Possibly, it's going to be an interesting one to say the least. But I think I think Southampton are one of the teams that are going to go down. Um, it's inevitable at this stage. I don't think that they can pull anything. It's going to be them, Watford, and another team. Oh, I think I'd have to agree with you there, mate. I mean, if if there's any Southampton fans listening, we would love to hear your feedback. We would yep. love to hear your comments. Please just get a hold of us on social media. Um, same channels on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, yep. however you want to access Follow the us. links in the description down below. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so follow us on Twitter, at Pundits Average, and uh, on Instagram, at Average Pundits. Um and yeah, we uh, and obviously subscribe to this. Stay stay tuned for all the episodes. Uh, yeah, if if you I mean, enjoy. So I mean, shall we break down the Premier League results for next week? Indeed. Uh, so Saturday, uh, we we start with the the second of November. Uh, we'll go early kick off. Bournemouth versus Manchester United. Bournemouth Man United. Um, at Bournemouth as well. At Bournemouth. Yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna say two one United. I think the Norwich game was maybe a bit of a kind of a kicking in the right direction. Maybe we can stop putting some results back now. Um, it's not necessarily all doom and gloom if the results can start coming in sooner or later. It's again a big ask. It's a big ask, but because uh, because of just of how it's been recently. But I feel like we should be able to finish Southampton off. So I'm going to say two one. I am going to agree with the United win. However, I believe that um, I don't. I don't think. I think you've you've started to solidify as a defence. Uh, that was shown against Liverpool. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go for two nil to 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 Man United. Two uh, nil. What's next? Newcastle West Ham, isn't it? Uh, Newcastle West Ham. Um, again, interesting. West Ham coming off uh, coming off that game. The last game was kind of a kind of a, kind of a shock to the system for West Ham, uh, and also Newcastle drawing points from from Wolverhampton. I, f- uh, I feel like that one's going to be a tough one to predict, but I, I'm all, I'm also once again not expecting anything from this. I'm going to say a nil-nil draw. Oh, a nil-nil. Um, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say one-nil to West Ham. 
on this one. Mm. Uh, this is it's at West Ham as well, so yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a one nil to West Ham. Um, yeah. Uh, next, I'd say uh, Arsenal versus Wolves. A pretty pretty hard game for for Arsenal, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, again, Wolverhampton going to Arsenal, top six. This is the kind of game where Wolverhampton seemingly find the form and then instantly lose it again next week. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. know you know what? Especially with Arsenal dropping points to Crystal Palace, uh, I'm going to say one all. Yep, I, I agree there. I'm just writing that down, one all to, uh, yeah. Uh, it's at the Emirates, but um, I'd say... Uh, Wolves have probably got it. Uh, Adama Traore can rip the rip the defense apart. Uh, next game, uh, I would uh, say, uh, mentioned previously at Villa Park, uh, Aston Villa versus Liverpool. That will be a, a more hostile environment for Liverpool, but I don't think yeah. that's something which will necessarily phase them. I still think they're going to get the win. Um, I'm going to put two nil down to Liverpool in that one. I don't see Villa scoring in that game. I, 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 I'm not I'm not too sure, but I, I don't see a goal coming. Uh, I have a bad feeling about this game. Uh, I always do against Villa. It's for, s- for some reason it's it's another bogey team of ours. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say two one, to uh, to Liverpool. Um, my heart was telling me to say three 0 but no, I, I can't do that. I think it'll be a bit of a tough one. Yeah. Uh, so next we've got uh, Brighton versus uh, Norwich. And that uh, what, what a great game Brighton and Everton had the uh, the, the, the three two, um, full of drama. So I'm gonna say Brighton are gonna keep the form up, and I'm gonna say two one to Brighton. Two one. I'm gonna go for two uh, nil uh, to to Brighton. I don't think Norwich have the form currently to keep up with Brighton at the minute. And uh, yeah, I don't, I think I think Brighton are gonna come away with a win. Uh, speaking of wins, I'm guessing this is going to be. Potentially another heavy one, uh, Man City versus uh, Southampton. I mean, a nine-nil loss against Leicester. I mean, they've come out. The Southampton team have come out and they said they adamantly do not want a repeat of this. But whether they can stop it or not, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think maybe a goal, maybe, maybe got in this game. But I'm going to put five-one down to City. I um, think that's going to be another high-scoring game. I don't think it'll be so high. Um, I think I might go realistic. Uh, not quite six one. I'm gonna go three nil. Three Um, it's it's a safer it's a safer prediction, I yeah. think. But um, who knows with Man City? They can they they might see Leicester and be like, oh, let's go for ten. Let's try and net let's try and net ten. But um, yeah, three nil to 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 Man City on that one. It's at the Etihad. It is. Uh, it's quite a daunting place to go. I mean, it doesn't really fill the fans, but uh, the the stands. But oh well. Yeah. Uh, next one, um, Sheffield United versus uh, Burnley. That will be a, a pretty even game, I think. Um, the Blades currently sit eighth in the Premier League. Yep. So, I mean, they've had some good results. Um, at Sheffield as well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two 0 to Sheffield United. Two 0 I um, think that 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 one's a very tough game to predict because again Burnley haven't exactly been in terrible form. No, Burnley late. Burnley are are doing they're they're holding their own in the Premier League currently. They've got some uh, good goal scorers and that's why I think they are maybe gonna maybe gonna bite back and and hit a goal. Um, but Sheffield United to to win two one for me. Uh, that that'll be uh, an interesting game to see nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and then what about uh, what was this? Watford for Chelsea versus Chelsea at Watford. Um, the later kickoff on the Saturday, 
Um, I think home and away for Watford is pretty much the same recently. I don't think there's any change yeah, in the atmosphere. I, I'm going to go for, um, you know, I'm going to go four nil for Chelsea. Four nil for Chelsea. You know what? I'll, I'm going to keep a bit of faith for for Watford. Maybe they can get one. I'm going to say four one. I, st- I, st- I think Chelsea are going to get are going to knock quite a few past them. They're going to have a field day. Yeah, I mean Mason Mount. Uh, I mean they they they, net, they netted four this weekend, so uh, oh. I think they've got a chance of netting four again against the lesser side. Yeah, I mean Sunday's game could be a quite an interesting uh, a fixture. You got Leicester Crystal Palace. Yes, two teams that are obviously uh, in pretty good form. Uh, Crystal Palace's winning streak only just ended, um, and Leicester obviously coming back from an absolute. Blinder. Yeah, what a, what a game they had. I'm gonna put three one Leicester down. Um, you know I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say two two uh, one. Two one. Two one. Yeah. Okay. Two, two, yeah, to Leicester. So what was yours? Three three one. I said three one for that one, mate. I reckon. Uh, and then the final result of the weekend, um, final game of the weekend rather, we got uh, Tottenham Everton at Everton. It's not an easy place to go. Especially for Spurs now in their in their recent run of form, they're not doing very well. I think I think this is going to be a really really poor game. I don't think it's going to be a, a good watch. But I, you know what? Why not two one Everton? Two one to Everton. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. I'm going to say two one Everton. I wow. think I th- I feel like it could be an upset. I am going to go for one nil to Tottenham because I don't Spurs. think it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, if I watch any football this weekend, it's going to be that Palace uh, Leicester game, and then I might bin off the Spurs game and watch the highlights because neither, neither team possess any style of play that I like to see. Not right now. Um, but I mean, there we go, guys. We have our uh, our, our Premier League Premier League predictions, Premier League predictions for uh, for game week eleven. So yeah, if you uh, enjoyed listening to this, maybe uh, you know just casually. Uh, so yeah. Uh, leave a like on the video uh, share it maybe if you want to uh, go follow all of the uh, credentials on the screen currently uh, our Twitter and our, our, and our Instagram uh, the link uh, of the video will also be in our, in our Instagram uh, so yeah as always from, from Reese and from Joe uh, we hope that you enjoyed the podcast uh, and yeah we shall speak to you next Wednesday yeah, brilliant thank you guys <laughs> Thank you.